0: This segment is based on chapter two and four, the Book of Liberation and Book of Humanity. It's about the journey of the self and self-care. There's mental health, physical health, diet and spiritual health. We need a balance of these things to thrive as humans. So up next, we have these three lovely experts that can speak to the need of us having a balance of these things. First, let me say you women are just phenomenal. And thank you for stopping by to share this with us. I'm going to have each of you introduce yourselves. So whoever wants to go first, um, by no, no particular order, you can unmute yourself and, and let's get going. Any takers? OK. So okay, so I see two people. OK, so
1: Ami. <laughs> Hi. Hi, ladies. Um, my name is Aminata Cisse. Um, I worked as a therapeutic coach in the developmental um, disability world and, um, yeah. Nice to meet you.
2: Hi.
3: Hi ladies my name is Seneca Dunmore born and raised here in Houston Texas I am an international speaker and speaker coach so I coach new and aspiring speakers on how to maximize and monetize their speaking business and uh, I'm a huge advocate of mental health and um, self-care so looking forward to this conversation welcome welcome thank
2: you Hi, my name is Essie. I'm a registered dietitian. Um, I work as a registered, I work as an eating disorder registered dietitian in a eating disorder residential um, unit. Um, And I look forward to the discussion and meeting with you. I actually went to high school at AMI, so it's good to see you too. Nice, nice, nice to know
0: that everybody
2: knows everybody
0: here. Um, again, I just want to thank you ladies for um, joining us today for this important discussion. Um, so just going to hit you with three questions, three big questions today um, in no particular order. Any one of you can answer and you know chime in. So we're going to start with um, why is health important? Well, I'll kind of tackle that. So
3: for me you know, um, you know, I'm very much a spiritual individual. And I believe what the Bible says when it says, you know, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers, because, you know, part of prosperity is just living a full healthy life. And it doesn't matter if you have, you know, all the riches and wealth in the world, if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it. So, and, you know, health is more than just, you know, our physical bodies being healthy, but Are we mentally healthy? Are we, you know, emotionally healthy? Are we psychologically healthy? All of those things. So um, I take a holistic approach when I look at health because I know a lot of times when we think about health, we're only thinking of the physical, but there are so many components of health that we have to consider. And so, of course, you know, after going through, one of the worst pandemics that we've seen in our lifetime, right? There's a lot of, you know, health issues going on. You know, there's a lot of individuals dealing with mental health issues. And so it's one of those things when you're dealing with mental health, it, it affects your physical health, right? When you're dealing with physical health issues, it, it, it affects your mental health. So I think, you know, health is truly, truly important because you can't live a full and satisfied life if you're not healthy.
0: Yes, I totally agree. You need, you need your health to live this life um who wants
2: to go next so like working you know in the eating disorder unit you realize that a lot of my clients because we don't call them patients a lot of the clients there um actually don't just have like a bad relationship with food a lot of them also have a lot of mental issues um, that goes along with restrictions and um purgings and all these kind of eating disorder behaviors Um, so just being in that job field as well, like you see that, like, it's so important. Like I tell my clients all the time, like you can't just be healthy and not be mentally, you know, healthy, or you can't repair relationship with food without repairing any other psychosis you have, whether it be like the anxiety or, um, like I said, um, suicidal or, anything mental it, it goes hand in hand and um, I think that a lot of people don't tend to pay attention to that like they try to separate mental health and they try to separate like health it it, it goes hand in hand and um, I think like with more discussions I guess we will hear more about it but it, it's a partnership so
0: Nice, nice. I like that word, partnership. All right, Ami,
1: go. Let's go. Um, to me, I believe health is like is very, very important because it's it's really difficult to really um pull out or give yourself to the world if your internal stuff is not well. And to me, I look at health in very much in a very um I look at it from a biological, psychological, and mental um perspective because in order for you to have optimum good health all other aspects of your life all other aspects of your life have to be intact because if you're stressed people don't know that like a lot of times stress that causes a lot of that causes a causes a lot of stress into your body and also not sleeping well things like that that people don't really look to see that it affects your health I think um really really plays a good part in how um, you operate, and just working in the developmental disability department, to me, looking to me, it really, really, it really, I really have more of a found um, appreciation of waking up in the morning, and being able to tie my shoes, or being able to do pick up a spoon. Because the people that I work for a lot of times, they're not able to do all these things. So to them, just those little things, just those little things that we take for granted, really, really plays a big part with them. So. Um, health to me is, is my foundation, like my smoothies, just making sure I'm fueling myself, because if I'm not okay, there's no way I can take care of my son. There's no way I can even pick up the phone if a friend is reaching out for support that they need. So I think um, just putting health first um, before anything else, that should be how everybody should look at um, life.
0: Good, 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 good. All right, so in, in no particular order, I just wanted you ladies to um, share a few tips, maybe one or two um, that you could offer as far as um, health improvement, because um, obviously we're all here because we're passionate about health. And um, there's something that works for each and every single one of us um, that I think could also be um, shared and um, you know, useful to our viewers.
3: So who wants to go first? So for me, um, I would tell people like the favorite, my favorite part of the day is the mornings. So like I give myself the first hour or two of my day, right? So that means if I want to just have a hot cup of chai latte sitting on my balcony, you know, listening to the birds and getting some fresh air and let the sunlight hit my skin, like I I reserve that time just for me because a lot of times we're jumping up and I'm not a mother yet, right? We're jumping up and we're taking care of everybody else before we get to ourselves and we kind of put ourselves on the back burner. So I always tell people like, um, whatever you know, at, at, at some part of the day, give part of the day to to yourself, right? And so for me, that means the very first part of my day, because I know once the day gets rolling, you know, it doesn't stop, and and I don't usually find time at the end of the day. So whether that's you know I get up and I pray and I meditate, or you know. I love a cup of hot chai latte. That's kind of my guilty pleasure. I love a great glass of wine in the evenings. So those things are are good for me, right? In terms of they just soothe me. It makes me feel good. And so I always tell people, find something that you enjoy, that you love to do apart from, you know, what the family wants or things like that. Something that, you know, feeds your soul, like give yourself part of your day.
0: I like that. I really, I really, um, really appreciate that because um, oftentimes we we live in a very um, selfish world where everybody's like me, 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 and um, we we get caught up in you know wanting to please others and do for others, and we kind of you know put ourselves at the very bottom of the list. So starting with ourselves, um, mm-hmm. I believe that's that's the best way to go about it. About um, yeah.
3: And like you said, I think it's because we've been taught, we've been indoctrinated to believe that, you know, doing for ourselves first is somehow selfish and that's wrong, but it's like, you can't be your best for anybody else. If you're not good to yourself, right? I can't give you the best part of me if I'm not giving the best part of you know, me to myself. So when you're operating and firing on all cylinders, then it's easy to love everybody else from the overflow. It's easy to enjoy everybody else when you've kind of fueled yourself. So exactly. I just think we come up in a world where we're indoctrinated to believe that it's selfish to put us first. But I think that's actually a very unselfish thing
2: because now you can give more of yourself to the people that you truly love. Waking up in the morning and like saying p- positive affirmations. Um, I'm a totally even positive affirmations. Like just consistently like telling yourself positive affirmations, writing it down. That's kind of how I get through my day, um, and that's also what I tell my clients at work. But um, I love to start my day with a positive affirmation. wake up in a mirror, waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and telling yourself what do you like about yourself to positive affirmation and what are your goals for today and just having like a check-in with yourself because a lot of times like during the day we, we might not have a moment for ourselves especially like if you're a mom or if you're a wife or you know if you work like a lot of what we do is for other people we need to have like time for your own self so Um, I do take that time in the morning and just like check in with myself in the mirror and tell myself my positive affirmations, what I love about myself and what my goals are for today. Um, So, yes. Nice, nice, nice. All right.
0: Last but not least, Ami, what can you offer um, as a tip for our viewers as far as as health and improving
1: that health? For me, one of the things that's been very helpful, especially um just being a mom, just being a mom of a newborn and a two-year-old is waking up earlier than everybody else. Like, you know, when my son and my partner they asleep, I tend I try to put a timer, say, okay, Ami, you have to get up at least 30 minutes before then. Cause to me, just being in silence, being to myself without having to hear anything or having to answer. to so no one has been very, very helpful. And I know that, you know, we all supposed to shower every day, but to me water, <laughs> water is something that's very, very, brings a lot of peace to me. So in that moment when I'm just waking up in the morning, I go in the shower and I call them mindful showers, where I just let the water run down and i'm just like you know just really meditating and just think about what it is that i'm gonna do throughout the day and just think about how i want my day to be and i realized that when i don't start my morning to myself i realize that my days it go my day is just thrown off and another thing that i do is i also end my day to myself like when my son is asleep and my partner he's doing his thing i tend to just go to myself again where i just you know on my phone or i'm reading something to me just silence and just being to myself is something that's been very very um helpful and also um is one of the exercises that i um work when i'm working with my clients that i tell them to do is um mindfulness exercises where um paying attention what it is that you see paying attention to um, paying attention to things that I'm hearing, um, paying attention to like different sensations in my hand, if my hand's like sweaty, just paying attention to those things and paying attention to different cues in my body to say, okay, I'm, you probably need a break or you probably need um, time to yourself. So um, I think those are things that have been very, very helpful in, in terms of just keeping myself sane and keeping my mental health um, intact.
0: Yeah, um, thank you so much ladies for that um we i I love that each and every one of you brought it back to the self, um because um as much as we are here to live um and serve other people we are also here to live and serve ourselves um so that we can be the best um versions of ourselves to other people and for for ourselves um in the book of liberation and humanity we discuss a lot about self-preservation, making sure that you know, we get out of the bed um, on time, making sure that um, you know, we do our meditations, making sure um, that you know, spiritually we're, we're okay. Um, I speak to this a lot, especially in um, the book of humanity um, where I you know, come clean about my depression and, and how much it takes for me to get out of bed when I'm when I'm in those moments, um, so I just wanted to touch base with you, ladies, um, real quick. Like, what really stood out to you um,
1: in in those chapters of the book? Um, for me, let me I can't hold on. I bookmarked. For me, it was one of the um, the poems that you wrote, um, "Open Wounds." Um, to me, the at the bottom part where you spoke about healing and um that stood out to me the most because i um, just reading that i can feel the trauma that um that was experienced and i can feel that um one of the things that i teach with one of the things that we really discuss is like trauma really sits in your body and just reading that i can see your progression of like in the beginning, when you spoke about it, the trauma, just how you feel in it is all, even though you don't say it, but you feel it so much, it's all inside of you. And then in the end, you end it with saying that um, this healing that you are gonna grow from this, that there is there's things that you can do to help yourself in terms of what it is that you've been through that even though it's an open wound that you are open to having that chapter in your life where you are where you can find closure where you can find heal um healing to it so i thought that was a really really uh, thought that was really beautiful and also in the next chapter where you went into discussing how when you went into discussing um moving from Maryland and then um moving to New York, I thought that was a really good um segue in terms of discussing what happens next and also discussing the trauma that you've been through. And also in that same tra- in that same chapter, you're still discussing how although you have been through all of this, you're not your trauma, and how you're going to just progress through this. And I thought um just those the story chapter stood out to me the most because trauma to me is something that I don't think we discuss so much we as a society talk so much about and because people when people think about trauma they're thinking about maybe getting hurt or like hitting their foot somewhere and not realizing that simple things that we bypass cause a lot of trauma especially being a young kid a nine-year-old because you we were not nine, like nine-year-old that trauma sits like it doesn't go anywhere and at just psychologically, when you're eight, that's when your personality, your 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 brain starts to develop. So being at that age and having to experience that. And I know a lot of people in our society, they go through things like that, even younger, that's never addressed. And so a lot of times what end up happening is um, either they get diagnosed with something with ADHD, they get diagnosed with other things that without even addressing the trauma, without addressing, hey, this person was abandoned, at this age or this person's was like so I just thought that it was really um it was very it was very transparent of you to really even touch touch that and um I think more discussions about that needs to happen because a lot of people in our society experience what it is that you have experienced.
0: Um I'm curious to hear what Seneca and um Essie whoever wants to go first.
2: I think the vulnerability of it all um, is one thing that really stood up to me because it's not easy to be that open, um, especially you talking about your journey and like Ami said, the trauma. Um, a lot of people tend to live in their trauma and um, a lot of people tend to go back and blame whatever happens, like now on that trauma. But you saying that like, basically you're gonna be bigger than a trauma. You're gonna let the trauma define you. I thought that that was amazing. And people tend to let the trauma define you And I think the vulnerability of it all and how open you are, it, it's like very inspirational to people to be open about things. Cause there's a lot of like to witness that journey that you had, and then to see who you are today, it's like, it's it's a great vulnerability that I think we should all take note of. Um, But the overall point of not letting the trauma define you, and that you define the trauma, I think was a very inspirational part of the book.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, It was actually really scary having to um, revisit it, as many times as I've had to, um, whilst writing the book, um, you know, in my earlier, um, days of writing poetry, I would write it, you know, sign, seal, deliver it, um, put it away in my phone or journal or whatever I, I wrote it in. So, um, I really, it really took a lot. Um, to put it out there because that for a long time it was trauma that I was embarrassed about and that's usually a common quality when you experience any type of abuse sexual physical mental um, we tend to bury it and um, I wanted to you know make everyone feel um, anyone who's experienced it or anyone who knows somebody that experienced it um, feel feel comfortable with that so thank you Um, last but not least
3: anytime you're dealing with trauma I think one of the hardest things is to accept what happened and and like you said not allow it to define you so you know I I dealt with sexual trauma when I was 17 years old and I didn't address it until I was 38 years old so literally you know I never told anybody I didn't talk to my parents I didn't get any help for it and then one day I just kind of had a Mental breakdown on the road, and called a good girlfriend of mine who was a therapist. And I specifically asked her could she put me in contact with another therapist who dealt with individuals who uh, dealt with sexual trauma. And so um, I think the hardest part for me was, like you said, you have to kind of reopen that wound right and just the vulnerability and the transparency and and, and speaking it and talking about it it was kind of like i had to keep reliving it and that was traumatizing in itself but it got to a point where after i went through therapy um i went to therapy for for 4 months straight every week um i literally took a semester off from school i was working on my doctorate i took a semester off from school just to deal with my therapy and just to deal with my own self-healing and when I tell you it was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do but it was probably the most liberating thing I could have done for myself because I did not want to carry that type of trauma into a marriage into another relationship right and so like you it's like you you have to get to a point where you face it head-on and you deal with it, right? Because you made a conscious decision and a conscious choice to say, okay, this is what happened, but I'm not going to allow this to define who I am. And it was the same thing that I had to do. And you know, I I never realized it would take so long for me to have that epiphany and and deal with it. But it was one of those things, like it just caught up to me and I had no choice but to deal with it. But I, I made a decision to make sure I did not allow it to define me. And now I can have the conversation and I can talk about it without breaking down and without it being so, you know, traumatic. So yeah, like you, it's one of those things like trauma. We carry that with us and we have to make a conscious decision to, you know, um, acknowledge it, deal with it and then release it and understand that that does not define who we are.
0: And heavy on the release. Um... yeah. Yes, you mentioned therapy. Um, a lot of people don't know, but I'm one of those people <laughs> who are pro therapy. Uh, move all um, day. Okay. My 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 journey actually started in 2019. Um, there's been maybe three periods of my life where there was like a, a, a complete emotional shock that happened. Um, you know, things. You know, breakups. Um, you know. Um, trauma as a child um, sexual abuse mental abuse and then um, I will bury that and then out of nowhere wow I'm just like I, I'm un- I I can't control my emotions I there was a time where I could not get out of bed physically yeah um, and it was so hard because you you're like well I can't I can't tell anybody else because they're not gonna understand that I can't get out of this bed or they're not going to understand why I need to go to the fitting room real quick and, and and pry myself, pry my eyes out and come back, put my makeup on and, and smile, you know, um, and, and then having to deal with work, school, um, everyday things, you know, that's supposed to be quote unquote normal. Like we like to use the word normal now. Let's return to normal. Let's return to normal. But like when you're like in a depressed state, um, and you're you're actually forced to feel it because now at that point your body and your mind are warring, um, it's saying like, listen, you're sad. You need to cry. You need to let it out. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, as as women, as black women, um, we we kind of like have this. We're bullied into the, the um the archetype of this strong black woman and it's yeah. almost like you know strength strength is a good thing strength is, a, is an amazing thing but vulnerability is also is also strength right it's also a strength yes. and um when you're not able to to really hone in on that part of you the vulnerable side of you then um what, what's considered to be strong, right? Which is a smiling face and, you know, um, being able to interact with people is no longer, you can't, we can't see that. People can't read that anymore. They can only read what we what they would consider the, um, the weak part, which is the sadness, which is, you know, not being able to smile and, and, um, and operate and function day to day. So therapy, I, I encourage people so much. I'm like, listen, man, there was a time where I had overdrawn my account just so that I could um, attend my virtual therapy sessions. And true story, you know, at the end of the day, I know, at that given point in time, I needed to take responsibility for my, my health, my mental health, my emotional health, because I was not about to go walk around here. Well, because this happened to me. um, This is why I'm like this. No, Um, there's no, badge of of honor and and having a pity party and I don't think anybody ever wants that we want support but we don't want a pity party and the best way to kind of like really um make that line clear um as far as um that is really taking responsibility for your health um there's so many programs out there I remember at one point there was this um free not free but like um I was able to get it um, with my health insurance. There was two times in my life where I was on Medicaid. And then there was another time when I had um, really good health insurance for my job. So in both both of those scenarios, I was able to get some sort of counseling, whether it's short-term or long-term. Um, sometimes now, like I'm, you know, trying to do the therapy thing, like maybe like, like a twice a year thing, because um, it is expensive. But I really do encourage anybody um, who can get help to get help, because it's important that we don't keep these, um, these things that taint our, our spirits, um, hovering over us, you know, um, all you ladies are extremely beautiful and talented and vibrant, and there's been so many times, um, where, like, aside from Seneca, but maybe that would change, <laughs> where I was able to go to, Ami um, or SC, or, you know, another, um, woman there who I felt was really level-headed, um, Emotionally intelligent. We don't talk about emotional intelligence enough. Um, you know, people understanding, you know, emotional cues and, and understanding when and how and where to address um, certain things. And also um, at what point do you, you know, take a back seat and just allow the next person to, to really express themselves and, um, and to, to kind of facilitate a healthy, um, a healthy environment for conversation. So, um, but yeah, um, with that being said, ladies, thank you so much for joining. I, I, I'm, I'm so appreciative um, to all of you for giving your, your time, especially your time, because we had some time today. Um, and uh, I just look forward to, um, to doing future um, talks. You know, Seneca, we just met. We just met on LinkedIn. <laughs> we just met on LinkedIn, but I swear, yeah, I feel like I know Seneca now. <laughs> And, um, I, I can't wait to, um, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm thinking about coming back to Houston um, pretty soon. And, um, but yeah, thank you so much, ladies. Um, if you want later after this, I'll um, give each other your um, social media handles so you guys can keep in touch so that we can really support one another um, If in the case of, um, you know, us needing that support. Uh, but thank you all so much and um, see you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye.